In standing for the reading of the gospel. We'll be, the gospel comes from the gospel according to Mark chapter 6. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As they went to shore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them because they were like a sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Genesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about the whole region and began to bring the sick on the mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went into the villagers or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. I invite you to be seated. Just prior to the gospel story for today, Jesus commissioned his disciples to go out and to do the work that they had been called to do, to, to heal the sick, to call people to repentance, and help them understand how much God loved them, and that this was about the new kingdom. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey except a staff. He said, take no bread, no bag, no, no money, wear sandals and very simple clothing. You see, the, the disciples were to rely on the compassion of those in the villages where they were ministering. Now, compassion is a powerful word. It comes from two Latin words from, that means to suffer and with. To show compassion means to suffer with someone, to enter into a person's situation and become involved in that person's suffering. Compassion is not a philosophical word, it's a practical word. And although it may begin with a feeling of the heart, it is not just a feeling word. It is a word that involves doing something for one for whom you have compassion. Jesus told his disciples to depend upon the compassion of those to whom they were ministering. If the disciples were hungry, they depended on the community in the villages to feed them. If they didn't have a room or a house to sleep in, they were to provide that for the community, the villages. Now, between the time that the disciples had been commissioned for this ministry and their return to uh, share with Jesus all that had happened with them, they received some tragic news. John the baptizer, he had been imprisoned for being an agitator of the people, and he had been executed. Jesus' beloved cousin, the faithful prophet of leading people toward a new relationship with God had been senselessly killed. John's death was a sobering event for Jesus and the disciples. To be sure, they were hurting. They were grieving. However, I'm sure that the disciples were also thinking to themselves, there but for the grace of God go I. Because you see, the disciples, in preaching and teaching people to repent for the kingdom of God was near, was why John was in prison in the first place. Life under the Roman occupation was not an easy place to be a disciple of Jesus because if you preached another kingdom besides the Roman 
there could be a price to pay. Now, after the disciples returned from their mission, and upon hearing the death of uh, John the baptizer, Jesus sees that his disciples are tired. They're exhausted. They're exhausted from the work, and he learns that some of them have not even had time to eat. Have you ever been this kind of tired? Tired to the point of, I can't eat. Tired to the point of, I can't even rest. Author and artist um, Hugh McLeod talks about being tired, saying, my flame has gone out, my fuel has been spent, I have forgot how to love, and I can't pay the rent. Now, McLeod isn't talking about the rent of a house or rent of an apartment. He's saying that I don't have anything left in me to do the things I need to do to keep the flame of my life going in order to love and to do the things that allow me to do the things I love to do. Have you ever been this tired? I'm not sure how tired the disciples were, but Jesus, with great compassion, wanted to alleviate their, their hunger and their weariness, and he invites them to, to come away with him to a place to rest. You see, Jesus knew there was a rhythm of work and rest, and that if the disciples were to be healthy and effective, they needed to integrate their work life with moments of rest. Jesus was telling them if they were to be good for any others, they needed to take care of themselves first. And this is true with all of us, isn't it? We all need to rest in the midst of uh, our lives. One of the most powerful metaphors for rest, I think, is the symbol of rest in the music. The symbol for rest in music means the music ceases. It means that all that has been happening before the rest stops. There's no music, but this is what I know. There's not any music in a rest, but there is the making of music in a rest. Before the rest, the musicians have been playing and singing with great intent. They've been working hard at their art, and then, if only for a moment, they rest. They go silent. Throughout our journey, the music of our life is broken off here and there by by silent, silence of rests. You see, rest is a way God has compassion for us. It's a gift from God for us to, to embrace this. God's way of saying, I want you to take care of yourself so you can enjoy life. Remember last week I talked about the Westminster Catechism. What is the chief end of humankind? To love God and to enjoy God forever. God wants us to be healthy and whole, to enjoy God to be healthy and whole in order for us to offer compassion for others. Because you see, if we have worked hard all the way to the rest, we're just empty enough, aren't we, for God to pour compassion into us so we can offer that compassion for others. But given the human condition, we're not very good at helping ourselves, are we? We're not very good at admitting our limitations. Anybody like to do that? No. We're not very good at it. That's why we are commanded to take Sabbath. <clears throat> Did you know that the Israelites were given the commandment to keep the Sabbath because they needed to rest because God rested? And if a, an Israelite did not rest on the Sabbath, in essence, they were blaspheming God because they were saying, I am greater than God. 
We need to rest. I don't know that we think that way when we don't rest, but maybe we don't rest enough because we don't like the silence. You know, silence can be very loud. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, the silence and the rest of music is the foundation of music. Sometimes the most powerful part of a musical composition is the rest. It accentuates the beauty of the melody. It's the same with our lives. The rest that God gives us as a gift accentuates the beauty of life for us. The Quaker preacher George Fox said, Carry some quiet around inside of you. Be still and cool in your own mind and spirit. Be still from your own thoughts. And then you will feel the spirit of God turning your mind to the Lord where you will receive strength and power to calm the storms of life's adversities. This is what Sabbath is really about. The compassionate gift of rest is to turn us toward God with our bodies and our minds and our spirits. And when we neglect this rest, this gift of Sabbath, we find ourselves in dry places and thirsty places of life. You know, we need to rest from the things that deplete us both mentally and emotionally, too. We need to rest from anxieties and fears. We need to rest from angers and frustration. These things get in the way of loving God and loving others. The Bible tells us to cast all of our anxieties, to cast all of our troubles on God because God cares for us. You know, too often we're afraid of the silences of rest, aren't we? Because we think if we rest, there may be no more music before us to play or to sing. And so we allow the anxieties to become commonplace in our lives. A, a good illustration of this is the story of the, the two Japanese monks. It seems they were traveling a muddy road where there had been a recent uh, downpour. And it added to the difficulty of walking. And around a bend in the road, they met a lovely girl in a flowing silk kimono, unable to cross the intersection. One monk, Panzan, he immediately took the girl in his arms and carried her across the muddy uh, intersection to dry land. And so the two monks went on their way. The other monk, Akito, <clears throat> he became very anxious. His mind was going 24-7. <clears throat> he held his tongue until they came to their lodging for the night. And then he said, Tanzan, monks never go near females. It's dangerous. It's tempting. Why did you do it? And Tanzan replied, Brother, I left that girl back at the intersection. Why are you still carrying her? <laughs> In other words, he was saying, Why don't you give it a rest? You see, carrying around the baggage of life's adversities day in and day out, not being able uh, to give it a rest, it drains us of it. Precious energy that could otherwise be used to love God and enjoy God forever and to play our life's music to the rest where we're empty enough for God to pour compassion in our lives to share it with others you know I miss Prairie Home Companion do any of you all Garrison Keeler one of my favorite preachers he said that church people church people who carry around anxieties People who can't give it a rest, they're all members of the church of perpetual responsibility. <laughs> you know, we read in the Gospels time and again, Jesus' desire for us to, to embrace the compassion of rest. 
St. Augustine said, I've read Plato and I've read Cicero. They're sayings that are very wise and very beautiful, but he said, I never read in either of them. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. To be sure, we need time in a day. We need a day in a week. We need weeks in a year to keep our bodies, minds, and spirits rested. <clears throat> the compassion of rest is a gift, but you know, a gift is only a gift when you, when you do what? When you accept it and open it. Right? Last night, um, Eric mentioned the uh, 30th anniversary for the Boy Scouts. What a wonderful celebration it was. 30 years of Scouts and their families um, came back from different places um, and had reunion. It was a wonderful gathering. And I heard story after story about compassion being shown through a scout leader to a scout and then generationally. That scout grows up to be a scout leader and shows compassion to another scout. I heard a story this morning about a scout that needed uh, compassion, that needed support to make it in life. And he found part of that through Troop 400. Our Boy Scouts have been given the gift of learning what it is to rest in God's creation. And because they rest, because they have allowed God to pour compassion in them, over the 30 years, hundreds of boys have come through that troop and thousands of hours of community service of compassion and grace have been poured in to our community in the Durham area. Now, here's the thing. A normal rest in music is not a vacation. We need vacations. Vacations are good. But the rest in music is a pause. It's a brief silence. In our gospel for today, this is what Jesus and the disciples experienced. They had a, a short rest on the boat ride across the Sea of Galilee. And when they arrived, waiting for them was the crowd of people who saw them going, raced over to meet them there. Jesus when the boat was docked, he stood on the deck. He saw the people, and he had compassion on them. Then this is interesting. I think, it's, I think this is powerful. He had compassion on them, and the first thing he did was he taught them. He didn't take care of their sick immediately. He taught them. He needed for them to come to realize how much God loved them. He needed to tr help transform what I called the stinking thinking that was going on then. That part of thinking that where the, Israel, the people there thought that the only way that God would love them is if they kept the rules set down by the religious leaders and Jesus taught them about grace. And then he healed their people. Then he met. This morning I invite you to discover realize where you are on life's journey and ask the question do you need rest and Jesus invitation is for you come unto me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest for your soul for my burden is easy my yoke is light
I invite you to offer yourself to our Lord for him to fill you with compassion. If you are rested already, wonderful. Find a place to serve. Find a place to uh, be in mission where you can share God's compassion with others. For resting is always for a reason. And here's the thing. God's gift of rest can never be depleted. Let us pray. Eternal God, we, we do thank you for the compassion of your Son and our Lord. Help us realize and receive his compassion of comfort found in resting our bodies, our minds, and spirits. Help us rest enough and be still enough for us to know how much you love us. And when we do, oh God, help us allow you to fill us with compassion so that we can live into the lives of others with your mercy and your grace.